Welcome, everyone, to the Rest of Us podcast, a show that highlights those that are doing great things in their community. My name is Rob Adams, and I'll be your your host. Today, it's just going to be you and me sitting down and having a great conversation. So I'm glad to have you here. I hope that what I have to say inspires you to do some good things in the community and in your own life. So without further ado, welcome to the Rest of Us podcast. All right, welcome to the Rest of Us podcast. Just Rob here today. I wanted to talk to you about a couple of things that have been on my mind as we're doing this podcast and um, see if um, I can maybe spark a little bit of, uh, of a firing you to maybe contribute or to um, think about what you can do in your life that is bringing you fulfillment, liberation, um, what is bringing you um, intention, what is bringing you what it is in life that we're here for and that is to live happily. Um, and so I wanted to share some ideas with you and think about, um, maybe throw some ideas. I, I, we might start a conversation here online um, under the podcast with your comments and, um, and moving forward from there. But um, the, what I wanted to talk about today is um, a couple of things. Number one is I wanted to talk about my charity, Thanksgiving's Heroes. Now, I know that you've heard me talk about it and I drop it all the time. Thanksgiving's Heroes, this and that and the other. And um, a quick selfless plug, Thanksgiving's Heroes is doing a shrimp boil August 23rd. Um, we're going to be doing it in Sandy, Utah. We're going to have a band. The Shot Skis are going to be there. We're going to have a, a dunking uh, booth where you can throw a ball and try to dunk me. I'm going to be talking some mad trash, so come down and prepare to become offended because I will do my best to distract you from dunking me. Chris Bowen is going to get shot out of a cannon. It's going to be pretty awesome. We're hoping to get a mechanical bull down there and uh, have this just be a really fun event. Um, at this event, we're going to be raising money to feed kids here in Salt Lake, in Salt Lake County, and some kids in Davis County. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but one in five kids don't eat unless they're eating at school. And that means for the four or five day um, Thanksgiving holiday, they are hungry, which I find unacceptable. I find it unacceptable because um, we live in a world where there's plenty of food. There's enough food for everybody. And food is really, um, not only is it accessible, but it's cheap. It's there. And I feel like we have a responsibility as good citizens of this world, as the world family, to take care of each other. Now, the reason that I tell you this is because as a boy, when I was raised in South Texas, I was um, very poor. We lived in a pickup truck. There was mom and dad, Robert and Maida. Then there was me. And then I had a sister just younger than me, Lori, my brother, Jake. And then we had a baby girl named Betsy. And we were all living in a pickup truck. Uh, it was a Dodge um, straight six classic. It was a single cab. And we lived on this truck. We slept in the back. Mom and dad slept in the front with the baby. And uh, Lori and I and Jake slept in the back. Um, we hadn't. Uh, we had just bought some property and we were trying to clear it so that we could actually put a house on the property. I know that sounds very primitive, like Abraham Lincoln style, but this was South Texas and it was um, it was popular to buy undeveloped land and go in and develop it and live on it. And that was our goal. So we were very poor. Um, right before Christmas, we were living in this truck trying to stay warm, trying to stay fed. And a family came, the Christiansons, and they fed my family. Not only did they feed my family, but they bought us Christmas that year. And I was so impacted by that that I knew that one day when I grew up and was rich, which I always say is code for not living in a truck, that I would... Um, that I would help a family. And I decided that I was going to feed 10 families. I was going to buy the groceries. I had it all planned out. And I told one of my friends and he wanted to feed 10 families. And that year we fed over 750 families and it's just continued to grow and grow and move forward. Now, 
I tell you the story because that's my that's my story. That's the invention of um, young Robbie um, getting fed and feeling so blessed that there was someone else out there that was able to take care of us when we really needed it. They were to reach a hand down and take my family by the hand and pull us out of that place and give us hope that we could uh, be more than just that poor family living in the back of a pickup truck in Porter, Texas. Um, our situation improved rapidly once we got the land uh, cleared, and we didn't we didn't have that uh, those hardships for very long. But it made a definite impact on me. Now, why is this so important? Fast forward, you know, um, years and years later, here I have this business, and this is the one of the core values of my business is to give back and to have charity. Um, if you want to be a real estate agent on the Bowen Adams team, you need to know that this is something that we do every year. It's something that I expect of you. I want you to show up. I want you to participate. I want you to bring your kids. I want you to tell all of your friends and family about it because that is the way that this grows. My first year, I started talking about this on Facebook and my goal, honestly, 10 families, I had to raise $800 on my own. I was ready to make that commitment. It's about 80 bucks to feed a family. And when I say feed a family, I mean a family of five for a week. That's a turkey, 17 pound turkey, a gallon of milk, bread, potatoes, right down to the cranberry sauce. Everything that the family could uh, want and need for those days when their kids were out of school. Um, as I put this together and I started talking about it, I was dumbfounded, even amazed at how many people showed up and um, total strangers that I didn't know showed up. They picked up some food and they took it and delivered it to a, a worthy family. Now I go to the school district and I talk to school teachers, um, the foundation, and I find kids or families that need this help. I, I have them nominated. If you want to nominate a family that you know is in need, I, I recommend that you do. You can go to my website. Uh, it's it's thanksgivingsheroes.org. And when I say Thanksgivings Heroes, there's an S on the end of Thanksgiving, um, and log in. And you can nominate a family that um, can be fed. You can donate there, um, or you can find out when we're doing our next activity. For example, we already had a golf tournament this year out at Thanksgiving Point, and it turned out so good. We raised enough money to feed more than 300 families in just one day. Just amazing, amazing event. People showing up just to play golf, have a good time, and and do something good in the community. On the 23rd of August, about 6 p.m., we're going to have this party of the year, the Shrimp Boil. I've got uh, Daniel Murphy of Murphy's Cafe over on 126 South. Um, one of the best cooks I've ever been around. He's going to be preparing the food for us. Um, we have different people donating food um, for this event. Um, Nicholas and Cisco's, there's these companies that are getting involved at a high level, making it so that we can make money to feed these families. Um, about two weeks before the Thanksgiving holiday, I put in my order and I buy groceries in bulk. I buy $70,000 worth of groceries. And those groceries then show up at a place that is donated, a, a commercial event, or I mean a commercial location that is usually abandoned. We did the Sports Authority this last year and the year before out here in uh, South Jordan. And um, they're kind enough to lend us the space for the day. We sort the food and then we deliver the food. If you want to get involved, you can deliver food. You can sort food. You can help volunteers find their way. You can help me raise money. You can show up for the board where we're planning all these events. There's so many ways that you can get involved. And the reason that I'm putting this out there is because I really feel like um, there's, a, there's a great charity in our state right now. We have one of the most generous states in the United States when it comes to donations. And that charity is doing amazing things in our community and outside the community, all over the world. But this is a local group of people trying to help other locals. Um, and 
on the big day, I call it the big day when we sort and deliver the food, if you can come down with your family, with your kids, pick up a couple of meals and go deliver to other families, can you imagine how it changes your children from that place of entitlement to a place of gratitude right before the holidays? Can you imagine how that's going to affect the rest of your year? Maybe change the conversation from I want, I want to how good we've got it. It is key that we are teaching our children, not by saying, but by doing good things in our community. And that's what I want to ask you. I want you to think about that for a second. What are you doing today or or what are your plans to demonstrate, to show your children that you are a generous person, that you are doing good things in the community? It could be at church. It could be outside the church. The reason that I'm doing this is because I had great examples. Not only did uh, my family get served, but my family served all the time. My dad had us going someplace to help people unload or load their furniture, um, do yard work, paint or, or remodel or do something all the time. And because of that, it is instilled in me how important it is that we as a community are doing good things to teach our children, this generation that lays before us, that charity is not an option. It's a must. We have to have a heart full of charity because that is the quickest way for us to have fulfillment in our lives. We spend a lot of time with our children teaching them, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? How are you going to make more money? What are you going to do to be successful? How often are we placing into their minds and hearts the opportunity to be more charitable, to be more kind, to have more love in their life? Um, And I have to tell you, as I've grown older and I have um, been successful and I have built teams and made money, it's not about the money that I've made. It's about the things and the level at which I serve that really benefits and blesses me and my family. It's the only point at which I feel truly happy is when I'm giving back to my community at a high level. Um, I love, love the big day. It's my favorite day of the year because it is a whole day of a thousand people getting together and serving another thousand people that need the help. And I want to see if you are available to get involved and do some things like that. Now I'm going to share something with you that is deeply personal. Um, Doing this charity, this charity event is for me. It's made its cause is for me. I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety in my life. And the only times that I don't feel that, that depression at a high level or that anxiety where I'm consciously striving to be in a good place and have a positive mindset and a positive frequency is when I'm serving other people. It is a natural medicine that you can use in your life to improve wherever it is you are. If you are in a low place, my friend, look around and serve somebody. Serve someone else and be surprised at how it changes your life. It takes you out of your head, takes you out of your woe is me situation and puts you into a place of gratitude, into a place of fulfillment. Um, And I want to say it it creates a liberation in your life where you are free from those anxieties and stresses that weigh you down every day. Um, And I have to tell you that it was it's one of the best worst ideas I've ever had. And when I say that um, the best idea, because it has blessed my life, my business, my family so, so much. And the worst idea because of the tremendous amount of work that's involved in organizing an event of this size. It takes a lot of time and effort. And I would never be able to do it if it wasn't for people like Debbie, um, if it wasn't for people like Kelly Stone, um, Terry Lund, who has helped me significantly, um, especially Brandon Brady. And I could make this list go on and on. David White, but most importantly, probably Annie. Um, When I turn to her and I say, hey, babe, 
This is something that I want to do. This is something that I want to accomplish in my life. She looks me in the eye and says, get to work, do it. You can do it. And that is more meaningful than anything at all together uh, as far as doing something like this. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about charities. I want to talk about the, the risks and values associated with charities and talk to you a little bit more about why it's important that you're involved. So thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for turning into the Rest of Us podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team, the real estate team that cares deeply about your goal to own or sell a home, being able to do it in the least amount of time with the least amount of stress and make the most amount of money. Please give us a call at 801-999-8005. All right. Welcome back to the Rest of Us podcast. I want to talk to you about a couple things about charities that you should know that I didn't know. Um, and since I've started this charity that I've learned and I need to share with you. So number one, if you want to start a charity, make sure it's something that you're passionate about. As I've done this charity and I've worked through this, um, I only actually wanted to do this one year. This was not a goal of mine to start a long-term 503C uh, style business charity where we were doing this every year. I quit um, after my first year. We fed that uh, 750 plus families. I was happy. I was satisfied. I felt like I could check that box that I had returned the favor to the universe and that um, surely God would look upon me in favor because I had done the best I could with what I had. Um, as I quit that, I had a few friends tell me that if I didn't continue doing the charity, I was making a terrible mistake because the need was great. And I, I, I saw that. I believed it, but I hadn't really bought into the idea that it was such a big deal. Right before um, Thanksgiving, the year before, about six weeks before the big holiday, I was getting calls from schools and families um, who had received food or who had delivered food, and they were asking me how they get involved in the charity, what they need to do this year to be involved. And I kept telling them the story, well, gosh, I really appreciate you calling and following up, but I'm not doing it anymore. I was only doing that for one time. I wanted to, to serve at a high level and check that box. Um, the story that I kept hearing over and over and over again was how this single event, delivering food to other families, had changed their family. Um, how this person had decided that they um, weren't going to pay rent that month, that they were going to buy the food for their family, they were going to have their family over, and then they would just figure it out and be behind on their bills, and somehow they would get caught up, and that the delivery of the food was a straight answer to their prayers, a straight miracle in their lives. I started thinking more and more about that, and I just thought, wow, if I could maybe in my lifetime doing Thanksgiving's Heroes affect one little boy like I was affected, one little Robbie out there will remember that one time when we got food from Thanksgiving's Heroes and they decided that they wanted to do something and then they changed someone's lives. When I think about it in that regard, that is the reason, there is the reason that I've continued to do it is because it has affected so many people in such a positive way. And I have to believe that after I'm dead and gone, that there's going to be some boy or girl that received this charitable event from a total stranger, not me, maybe, maybe your family, or, or maybe some of your friends that were involved last year, and it changed their life. It changed the trajectory of their life, and they had made a decision to be a better person or to donate or give at a high level. And that is what it's all about. 
The second thing is that if you want to start a charity, I want you to think really carefully about it because um, did you know that there are over 40,000 charities that are have been created and are aligned to help our worthy veterans in the United States? There is a ton of different groups out there that are doing good things for these veterans. Now imagine for one second if all 40,000 of these charities were to align and were to create an organization that was more powerful, more far-reaching, and had more significance than their individual um, powers did on their own. So before I would ever start a charity, I would recommend you do what a lot of people do, and that is research. Research on some of the charities. How much of the money is actually going to the cause? How big is the board? Is anyone getting paid a, a, a salary? Um, what money is actually going to the people um, that you want to serve? And then find something that you're passionate about. If you want to help homeless people, if you want to help um, displaced moms and families, whatever your charity is, Try to find one that's already started. Now, the reason that I say that is because of the tremendous amount of energy that I have invested in Thanksgiving's Heroes just to get the ball rolling. How great would it be for me to show up with my sphere of influence, my friends and family, and find a charity that has already going, that already has this much momentum. Now we're in the fifth year. As I look back upon it, I just think, how in the world did we make it? My op odds of being successful would have been much higher if I would have probably aligned with a charity that was already established with the, the channels and resources associated with feeding this many people, um, getting that food out there, buying the food, sorting the food, all of that that is done. And so I'm just very grateful that we're still around as Thanksgiving's Heroes moving into our, um, is it our fifth year or sixth year? I'm thinking to myself, it might be our sixth year that we're doing this year. Could be our fifth. I don't know. It's a crazy blur. Anyway, if you're listening, you can roll your eyes now, um, but it just has been an amazing event. I think this is our fifth year, pretty sure. Um, then the final thing I want you to think about um, when you are thinking about starting a charity is, is this sustainable? Is this is this actually something that I could get involved in at a deep level that I'm going to want to continue doing again and again, year after year? I've seen other charities that are nonprofits and they will switch gears from the Boys and Girls Club to a suicide prevention or to these different things. And they are doing great things in the community, but how much more clarity or power would they have with that clarity? And so find something and stick with it and, and just work and work and work at it. Um, and it will become something great. I have to tell you that uh, Thanksgiving's Heroes has been one of the greatest blessings in my life. It has been one of the very hardest things I've ever done. And I will continue to do it until I, until I punch the clock, until I'm done here. Because it is that important to me. It's that important to my family. It's that important to my, my business. Um, and most importantly, it's, it's that important for my soul um, that I'm doing something good. Now, when it comes to doing something good, an act of kindness, you don't have to start a charity. Um, one of the things that my favorite things to do, and I've had, I've had people witness me do this, is um, I'll see someone behind me in the line there at the McDonald's and I'll buy their food. Um, or I will see a need and I'll fill it and I'll try to do it in an anonymous way. Um, I was raised in a culture that believed in service. I was raised in a group of people that were focused on doing good things in their community. And that has benefited my life endlessly. 
Um, again, I'm going to ask you the question, what are you and your family doing um, that's extra outside of survival, outside of paying the bills, mowing the lawn, um, making sure that everything is status quo, all the dance lessons or piano lessons or whatever it is that you're involved in, what is it that you're doing extra for someone else? Think about that for a second and let it cook. It doesn't have to be a big answer. It doesn't have to be a big answer, but it, it's important that you know that if you can't answer that question readily off the top of your mind, here's some of the things that you might be thinking about in your life. You might be feeling isolated. You might be feeling like there is no purpose. You might be feeling like you are a little bit lost. Um, and I don't mean that in a way of a uh, um, religion or anything else, but we are made to serve one another. We have been created to work together and to serve one another. We are a pack animal, we humans, and it's important that you find something and you stick with it and you do something more than just the basics in life. When you do just the basics in life, you, my friend, are sleepwalking. And when it comes to sleepwalking, we are not here to sleepwalk through life. We are not here to endure to the end. We are here to thrive. We are here to live happily. We're here to serve one another and to live a life of happiness. And so um, in sharing this with you, I want you to know how important it is that service is part of your family tradition in some way, part of your family lifestyle. If Christmas is not doing it for you anymore and you feel like you're passing presents from one person to the next, um, then check out a Christmas. Be done with Christmas. Go and do something good and serve other people. Travel someplace and serve somebody. Take a few minutes on that present that you were going to buy and give and do something with that money that is going to serve in your community. And you will be surprised how the spirit of Christmas will sneak into your heart um, because it is a dead time of year. It is over-commercialized, over-musicked, over-everything, but we're not over-serving. We are becoming more and more selfish. And I find that this is true in a society where we're more connected than ever. We are more alone than we've ever been because we are not connecting. We are not serving. We're afraid of each other. We're afraid to look each other in the eye. We're afraid to ask each other, how's it going? Now at Thanksgiving Heroes, you have an opportunity to carry in arm loads of groceries to these people's house. There is no way that you cannot connect with them um, at a deep level as you walk through their home, you see what's in their fridge, you can see what's under their tree. This is a powerful opportunity for you to be a part of it. Now this event happens the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So you have an opportunity to come down right before the holidays begin, bring your kids, we'll load up your car, we'll give you the list and the phone numbers you need to be successful and away you go. Now the last thing that I wanna say is when it comes to, um, as I mentioned before, um, depression and anxiety, um, does doing these organizing these events, it doesn't, um, it is stressful. It is um, full of anxiety. Uh, but I want you to know that on the day of the event, on the day of the shrimp boil, when we're all there and we're contributing and we're having a good time together for this great cause, I have to tell you, those are the richest times of my life and the most richest times where I get to see my friends and family even strangers that I don't know that I'm just meeting and getting to know. Um, and we are all striving together to improve this world. Now, I know this is like a, I don't know, you can call it a hippy dippy mentality or a um, high minded thinking, but I really honestly believe that um, this charity that I've started is going to change the world. I believe that I'm 
I'm doing something to change the world. I don't want any hungry kids at Thanksgiving. It's unacceptable. It's silly. It's it's the best time of the year where there's just great food and gratitude, and this buys right into that process. And so this is me calling you out. If you have a few extra dollars, it doesn't have to be enough to feed an entire family. Please contribute, donate. If you don't have the money, come down, contribute your time, a little bit of gas, and drive around and feed a few families because that is the shift that's going to make a difference. I just finished an interview with a gentleman named Brian, and he participated in the event last year, and he said something that I've heard echoed again and again and again, and that is, I will be there every year. I will never miss this event. It was so significant. It made such a difference in my life. And so find something like that. Find something where you can get involved and get outside your own head and be a part of the community. That's the message that I wanted to share with you today. And that is important that you understand um, where I'm coming from when it comes to why I'm doing this charity event. Am I doing this event because it's good for business? It's not good for business. (laughs) It's actually a huge distraction. Am I doing this event because I think I'm cool? I do think I'm pretty cool. Um, But that is not the reason. I do it because of the straight adrenaline, the straight happiness I feel on the big day. And I want to invite you to be a part of that. So stay tuned. We're going to have more events that are coming up. If you have not, make friends with us on Facebook. Thanksgivingsheroes.com is our website. Our Facebook, Thanksgivings Heroes, is always having um, different videos and different things for you to get involved and check us out. Thanks so much for listening today. And I hope that you can be involved. I look forward to seeing you this year on the big day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rest of Us, the show that highlights those who are doing great things in their community. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Give us a nice review and subscribe below. We also wanted to thank our sponsor, the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team here at Keller Williams South Valley. If you are looking to buy and sell a home or are a real estate agent looking to join the best team in the world, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and BowenAdams.com. We love you guys and hope you have a great week. Thank you.